15 people have died of causes related to malnutrition. So people are still dying despite the fact that you had aid just under a month ago? Most of the people that have died from malnutrition were in the first few weeks after the aid have entered our city. We still need medical supplies, but during the last few days, no one has died from malnutrition. How long, if aid doesn't arrive, can people survive there before more deaths happen? I'm going to be very frank with you. The problem is with large families. When the food was distributed, each family got the same amount of food. Uh, the people that have, say, eight to seven members in their families are back to the situation that they were in before the aid had entered the city. The small families, I would say, have about a week and maybe a week and a half on the aid that they have left before they go back to starvation. According to the peace deal in Munich, all hostilities, apart from Russian airstrikes, will stop by the end of this week. Do you believe that this will happen? I believe as long as there's conflict between Russia and America, nothing will be resolved. The situation will only get better if they end this cold war that's happening between them at the moment. That was uh, the words of a resident of Madaya speaking to Mike Thompson. So what are we to make of the mood amongst the government troops in Syria? Kamal Alam is an analyst for the defence think tank Rusi, and he's recently returned from Damascus. I think the, the morale uh, in Damascus over the last three, four months has steadily been getting higher and higher. They, since the Russian intervention, the Syrian army has been mopping up on the ground and uh, They've taken back significant territory from the rebels and they're on the verge of taking Aleppo. They've encircled it completely. There's just one route that links Aleppo to the Turkish and Gulf-backed rebels. And basically, once they cut off that route, as far as they see, that's a significant game-changer. That's the end of the major war. Aleppo is the key asset they need back and that's what they're aiming at. So so given the significance of Aleppo, let's let's look at what's been happening during the course of the last few days and today in particular with a spokesperson from the Turkish government talking about the importance of an international coalition to send in ground troops. What are we to make of that? I think, yes, we've, we've heard that from the Turks and the Saudis as well. The Saudi foreign minister yesterday said they removed Bashar al-Assad by force. But I think, and a lot of this has to do, again, the Turks and the Saudis know if Aleppo falls, the game is up as far as their agenda in Syria goes. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what ground troops they can send in because at the moment we have the YPG and the Syrian army on the same side. And at the same time, the West is backing the YPG. So it's a very difficult... So this is a Syrian Kurdish group? This is a Syrian Kurdish group, which, uh, which the Turks do not like. Uh, so, yeah, I think... Uh, it's easier said than done in terms of sending a ground force. Uh, I think the Turks will be will be very cautious. Uh, I think the Turkish army, in particular, historically, had never wanted to enter Syria. Obviously, Erdogan might have different views. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think the Syrians, the Syrian army, uh, and the Russians are ready for that. The Iranians are ready for that. You know, more than anything else, I think we haven't really seen the Iranians deploy themselves near Aleppo yet. As soon as the Turks or the Saudis enter you will see a significant escalation from Iran. Russia's already there. You say Russia's already there. I mean, are we seeing Russian troops on the ground in addition to the airstrikes? 
You definitely have Russian special forces on the ground uh, helping coordinate airstrikes and also helping as advisors to the Syrian army. They're not doing the fighting on the front line, but of course they're in a support capacity and when and if needed, they do fight as well. But by and large, uh, they're not doing fighting. But at the same time, there's a Chechen element to this war. There are at least ten to 15,000 Chechens in Syria. Uh, so I think for Russia, it's also the internal security at stake. So yes, you do see special forces operating where rational national security is at stake. And in the context of the peace talks such as they are that have taken place in Munich and Stefan de Mistura talking about further peace talks, what are we to make of what's happening on the ground in relation to that? Is it just a jockeying for position in order to have to make a stronger case at the peace talks? Yes, I think initially the Russians wanted the 1st of March as ceasefire. The reason being, I think, realistically to take Aleppo or the significant parts of Aleppo back. Uh, the Syrian army need another three, four weeks. Uh, it won't happen before then. Given that hostilities are meant to come to an end at the end of this week or the weekend, I don't think they'll have enough time to do so. So it really depends. I think every side is trying to...